Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January 29th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. As you know, we reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution. We actually stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had an absolutely delightful God family country style weekend. Last Friday, I was on with Dr. Scott Bradley, and uh, we talked about this Ron Paul article, The Great Distraction. You know, we seem to be just distracted with everything under the sun these days. It, it's just amazing. Um, on Truth Social on last Wednesday, Donald Trump that said anybody who makes a contribution to bird brain, that means Nikki Haley, from this moment forth, we permanently banned from MAGA and from the MAGA club, if you will. See, I don't like these parties. I don't like these clubs. I don't like these divisions. I don't like these competitive factions. Look, it's, it's not a sporting event. It's not a gambling event. This is a constitutional republic. We as individuals need to jettison all entanglements of any kind and stand before God, family, and country and say, look, I'm going to vote for this person because I believe they will best carry out their oath of office. I believe they will protect due process of law. I believe they will understand the checks and balances and have fidelity to the supreme law of the land. That's what you've got to do. Forget the MAGA club or all these other um, you know, battle lines drawn. I'm not for Haley either. Okay, Dr. Scott Bradley spoke up in Idaho last week against a constitutional convention it was at the Idaho State Capitol. See, everybody wants a con-con. Everybody wants secession. Everybody wants a civil war. Everybody, okay, I don't. I don't, and I don't. All right? I believe in California, you have criminal activity going on. The criminal, criminal governor, Newsom, literally continues to just violate the Second Amendment with impunity, just out of control. The NRA slams Governor Newsom in his latest assault on the Second Amendment. Which is great work, right? Well, now Donald Trump urges states to send troops to the border. Is that good? They say there's a mighty bulwark forming as states, quote, flock to the Texan cause. Yeah, they're saying, hey, tell Joe Biden to kick rocks. Western Journal with that one. Now, this is a tough battle to discuss because they are putting together plans to go to the border. 25 states are backing Texas and saying, government, you've, you've, you've gone too far on this one. You're letting the border leak like a sieve. This is a serious problem. Well, now it gets worse. Take our border back convoy. They say it's a peaceful assembly and a prayer. Take our border if you want to learn more. Take our border Now they say we, the people convoy gains momentum despite Facebook censorship because they say news of the border plan or border convoy spreads on Twitter or X. 
and over 10,000 are already expected to attend. That's according to the Gateway Pundit. They say this, states must protect the U.S. from invasion and rogue feds. That's what Alex Newman wrote at Liberty Sentinel. Dot O-R-G. That's his website. Alex Newman doing a great job for the New American and otherwise. So you got everybody going, hey, the federal government's out of control and must stop. I agree with all that. Okay, the immigration issue has been broken and it's long past time to fix it. Joe Biden has even conceded this reality. All right. So all I can tell you is um, take our border back group preparing to convoy to Texas Um, The Western Journal. I can go on and on and on about this. But, folks, I agree 100% that the border's broken. I agree 100% that the states need to take action. I agree 100% that the states have the sovereignty to defend themselves when the general government, who they hired to do so via the supreme law of the land, constitutional contract, hey, when the government's not taking care of its side of the equation, states have every obligation, every responsibility for their sovereignty. And I don't have any other problem with states defending other states saying, hey, we 25 states support this effort. My concern is not the points being made, but the tactics to get there. And that's oftentimes what I personally believe goes off the rail in a hurry. The point is well made. The border looks like a sieve and it's nat- it's a, it's a um, national security risk big time to allow this to occur. Joe Biden and clowns at the top or the bottom, whatever you want to call it, have been derelict from the beginning on this issue. And it has now uh, become a feverish pitch because states and municipalities are flat out overrun. And it's creating chaos in their communities. I get it. And I agree. But we need to really discuss tactics here. Does it make sense for a bunch of truckers and then ending up a bunch of bikers and the public just to rally and mat? Now, we have the right to peacefully assemble. I agree. But if we go to the border, some are going to be armed, some are going to be, we're going to be infiltrated. I'm telling you, it's going to be a Charlottesville, January 6th kind of a scenario. I think that the tactics are the problem. For example, Ammon Bundy and I agreed over and over and over that the government's out of control and they're controlling private lands and state, you know, local lands and all this kind of stuff, and it's a problem. We agreed 100%. Then Ammon Bundy wanted to take over the Malheur Wildlife Refuge, and I felt like that was a misstep. That was not wise. He did it, went to prison. Guilty of nothing, they say. Well, long story short, this is what I mean. I agree with the problem, but we've got to really discuss the tactics of what we ought to be doing and not be doing. And my opinion is you create literally tens of thousands of people on a border that's already virtually got anarchy on it, or mob rule, or uh, what do you want to call it? Cartel control, whatever, you know. And you put a convoy of potentially thousands of vehicles being organized to take back our border, what exactly the event planners are planning to do kind of is shrouded in mystery right now. The convoy is scheduled to leave Virginia Beach, I think today, and they will go west and south as they move towards the rallying points. One of the group's organizers, the guy's name is Pete Chambers, (laughs) he was a former military commander, I guess, He says he was a Green Beret, and he says, hey, our plan is to deal with domestic internal defense. That's what Green Berets do. Conventional warfare is our bread and butter, and now we're doing, quote, domestic internal defense. Uh Uh-huh. What gets us to the enemy quickly to find, fix, 
and finish. That's what we did in ISIS, Syria when we took out ISIS. Okay, he's talking military tactics here, folks. This is dangerous, in my opinion. Okay, he's talking about all kinds of military tactics being used here and more. They say oftentimes it requires deadly force in the finish step. Okay, dead, speaking of deadly force in this thing, I thought we were talking about peaceful assembly here. Now, we don't have the authority to finish, he explains. So what we can do is fix the location where the bad guys are, pair up with law enforcement that are constitutionally sound. Anyway, they go on and on and on and on about this. But I want to get Dr. Scott Bradley to weigh in. My point is, hey, they're right on the problem. But I submit to you their tactics are lacking and will lead to nothing but trouble in the republic, blurring the line between war and peace and military and civilian. And they want to blur these lines so people don't know where to look for truth. Doctor, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Well, thank you. Other than uh, that, I guess everything's hunky-dory, isn't it? Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, they say you at know, the end, would part- you join this convoy, doctor? <laughs> No, I think that uh, things are out of sequence here a bit. And, and I'll, but I'll say this: I, I, I seem like I've met. I, I haven't met him, but I've heard the name, maybe even on your program. This this fellow that's that's uh, trying to get this thing stirred up. But uh, maybe I haven't. But the name sounds somewhat familiar. But at any rate, uh, former special forces kind of guy, and and uh, you know he's got all the credentials to take the war and all that. No, it's it's interesting that there's an old adage that if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, an awful lot of military personnel are inclined to want to take the hammer out and pound the nails home whenever you give a four-year-old a hammer. What are they going to do? You're going to find your wall getting dented. I mean, you're going to find them pounding on desks. Yeah, they're beating on the glass stuff. coffee table. They're doing all everything. kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, you give a four-year-old a hammer. Now, sometimes people need to understand military has absolutely a a responsibility. Go ahead and skip the break as Dr. Bradley continues. Military has a lot of responsibilities in a lot of things, but this isn't one of them. And certainly a a group of uh, ad hoc uh, former military and everything. Well, they're really civilian at this point, right? Right, absolutely. But, but, you know, they have this mindset and they're going to take the battle and all this kind of stuff. The point of the matter, in my opinion, is, and it would take a long discussion to fully elucidate it, but but things are out of sequence. They're out of order. And uh, we take it to arms as a... By the way, they're intentionally out of sequence, out of order, in my humble opinion. There are folks that are leading this parade who have sinister intentions. Their goal is not to provide clarity and stability and accountability here. Their goal is to descend into chaos over these issues. It's very evident by the actions they're taking. This is way out of sequence, Doctor. Well, you know, and you can see this kind of thing. Uh, It's it's happened time after time after time after time. Every time we turn around and you talk about the J6 kind of thing, you talk about every time there's something that goes on uh, that has kind of a a turmoil of an ending, it's, it's got the provocateurs and everything there. These guys that are deep staters and want to destroy this nation they know how they can do disruption we've talked about this about marxist kind of stuff maybe these people that are you know at the forefront of this organizing it maybe their intentions are honorable and everything like that but those things are so easily easily misdirected and pretty soon we have a disaster on our hands folks 
Well, well and that is the point. I think a lot of people are going into this meaning to be honorable. They think they're doing what's right. What they don't realize is how easy it can be shanghaied, how easy it can be. I mean, January 6th, everybody was literally outside praying and peaceful and mellow, and but provocateurs literally ran it off the rails. And by the time you're there, you're part of it, and you have no control of the outcome, doctor. Well, it's like this Wicked Witch of Michigan kind of thing where for some guys got brought in by provocateurs. The provocateurs played, provided the entire sequence of planning, everything there, and they had a few patsies that, that didn't think well, and, and it turned upside down and backwards. Fortunately, no bigger problem than that. This could be a really big problem. Now, let's just talk for a second about what should have happened a long time ago. We're talking years ago. We're talking... Way before a couple of decades ago, yeah, way before the Trump era. Trump uh, has got lots of challenges in his border control kind of things too. Millions came in during his presidency, but not anywhere near the millions that came in during Biden's. But it's still millions, folks. So long time ago, who created the Constitution? Oh, there was state action. They ratified at the state levels. The states were the were the were the ones that initiated, if you will, a constitution. They created they created the general government, the federal government, the national government, whatever you guys want to call it. Anyway, the creators of the contract were the states, and the general government is the creature of the contract. Now, so states have a right to re-intervene. They absolutely do. And back clear back in 1798, James Madison and, and Thomas Jefferson co-authored the Virginia and the Kentucky Resolutions. Read them. They're just brief pieces of paper. I've got a presentation I cover 25 valid points of uh, nullification. And state nullification, when the creature starts violating the contract, the states, the creators of the contract, need to re-intervene. And, and legislative nullification, actions by, by state governments, and you tell me today, Sam, and I hadn't heard the number 25 before, but let's say it is 25. If it's 26, it's a majority, if you will. You know, there's only 50 states still. So if 25, 26, whatever the number is, states say, what? With you, you, you guys at the general government level are, are doing the wrong thing. They could have started years ago saying, okay, the states are going to take action. And state nullification could have begun clear back there. The last line of defense is blood. I'm here to tell you people, if things turn to blood, and if you've got 10,000 angry truckers and bikers and everybody down on the border, and you've got uh, 100,000. Well, and you've got cartels and Mexican, all kinds of whatevers, oh, and government, law enforcement from the federal level and the state and the National Guard and the 25 different states that all send people. And I'm telling you right now, you're creating nothing but a disaster zone. Well, you get a mix and melee going down there, and just think about what this will look like on the front of some big major magazine. Civilian bodies, you know, the bloody streets. I mean, think about this. I mean, we need to have this turn into a, a, a Lebanon. I mean, come on. This isn't the way America does stuff, and, and I'm here to tell you, not only will it play bad, it will be bad. So the I question mean, is, will you join this convoy? Now, listen up. As announced in the State of the State Address... By Governor Little of Ohio of Idaho, Idaho, we're sending Idahoans to Texas. Idaho dispatch. 
so again, I mean, I understand the, the agenda here, but in my opinion, what are they sending you under? Do you have to go? Is this conscription? Is this, um, oh, well, okay, where does all this begin and end? And you are literally, in my opinion, driving a wedge <clears throat> in every law we have on the books of who should be where, for what reason, people taking the law into their own hands. Supposedly it's a peaceful assembly, but it's led by former military leaders that want to use military tactics. Everything about this, in my opinion, just spells red flag all over it, Dr. Bradley. Well, Governor Little, I mean, that's an icon of uh, integrity, I would think, right? I mean, he's made so many bad moves. I mean, holy Hannah, he's on the wrong side of almost everything. So I guess you don't have, I mean, people can do what they want with what he says, but, but, but on the one hand, he's prosecuting honorable people, and on the other hand, he's, he's trying to rally people to an act of insurrection on the border. I mean, it's where is this guy? I mean, it's on the wrong side virtually everywhere, it seems like. But at any rate, I think he's a CONCON supporter, by the way, too. Yeah, he is. At any rate, um, the fact of the matter is that the states, in their legislator uh, assignment, really do need to get together. And they need, I mean, I I have written nullification uh, resolutions before. I mean, they're not that hard to write. I mean, one I wrote uh, some time ago was, was three pages long. It's very easy to do. You can write a notification. You rally the rest of the, the states. States have a constitutional right, authority, a duty to nullify. And what needs to happen is the general government needs to say, nope, we, the makers of this constitution, this contract, are standing foursquare. We are saying to the creatures of the contract, see, every aspect of the general government was created, was created in the Constitution. Those that created that contract have a duty or responsibility to say over our dead body, okay? So uh, we need to, oh, let me just read you a couple of things, I don't know. Here, here's, here's what Jefferson and Madison said. In cases of an abuse of the delegated powers, okay, they got the responsibility to control the border and everything. The members of the general government being chosen by the people, a change by the people would be the constitutional remedy, right? Okay, so they vote these turkeys out of office, but, they went on to say, where powers are assumed which have not been delegated, a nullification of the act is the rightful remedy. Okay, what they're doing is they're overlooking the responsibility that every state has a natural right in cases not within the compact to nullify of their own authority all assumptions of power by others within their limits, that without this right they would be under the dominion, absolute and unlimited, of whomsoever might exercise this right of judgment for them. Okay, that's kind of a long way around the horn, the way we don't talk nowadays, but basically he's saying if they usurp undelegated powers or don't perform their duties, and we allow it to happen, sooner or later it's going to result in, ter- and, in tyranny. And so, and so what happens is the states need to intervene. If you got 26 states, 20, 30, five, 45, whatever, they said, this is, okay, we're calling you on the carpet, general government. We are going to basically override the inaction you've got. And then maybe at some point you can come up with some appropriate response. But the first thing you've got to do is draw the line. And nobody's ever drawn the line. We have been so complacent for so long in this nation that the governors are out there. Now we've got a governor in north of us here 
that that wants to send citizens there. It's kind of like, so okay, um, okay. I'll give you an example. This is this is on the international level, but there was a, a group called the Abraham Lincoln Brigade that left the United States back in the 1930s and they went to Spain. That's going to be a disaster. They went to Spain and they participated <laughs> in the Spanish um, Civil War that was there. This Franco and all this kind of stuff. Whose side were they on? They were on the communist side. They called themselves Abraham Lincoln Brigade. Now, there's, I, I understand the origins of the Republican Party and Abraham Lincoln and the ties into Marx and everything like that. All of those things can be drawn. But the point of the matter is that they sent, there were people, organizations that sent a military force to the uh, Spanish Civil War in the 1930s and fought on the side of the Marxists. And, you know, by the way, Ernest Hemingway was one of them. But the fact of the matter is that Americans did that, okay? They they jumped into something for a reason that was not justifiable. And um, maybe maybe Little's kind of trying to encourage that at Idaho. I don't know. I That was the first I'd heard about it when you brought it up. But the fact of the matter is things are out of order. Things are out of sequence. We're putting together a a convoy, if you will, of I don't know what it's going to be. And and will put them down on the border. And I don't know if they think they're going to put up a big line of trucks and block the border, or if they think they're going to stand there in their, uh, you know, military formations. I don't know what they're going to do, but but let's start saying that the states need to rally together with nullification first. That's way ahead. That's way ahead of what they're doing right now. And and you're going to find that this thing could go upside down and backwards really fast. And, and, and I'm not saying the people that are organizing it are all hammers that want to pound nails. But in a way, everybody has gotten to the point they're frustrated, they're, they're confused, they're angry with, with what's going on in this nation. And sometimes frustrated, confused, and angry people do things that are not right, the brightest thing that could happen. Well, let's so be very states, clear. <clears throat> Whether you go and your intentions are peaceful and you go and you mean just to pray and to peacefully assemble and to appropriately highlight a wrong that's going on with your government, people have the right to do that. But when you start to mix all these factions together, this is my biggest concern. You're talking about drug cartels who pretty much control the area. Okay, let's be very clear. So you've got the bad guys in charge of a, quote, zone. It's debatable who has what authority in this zone. On one hand, you think the general government does and should, and but they're derelict in their duty. They're just kind of created a vacuum here. So the drug cartels pretty much are the top dog on the block, so to speak. Now you throw well, into that all kinds of the states. There's yeah, they're armed to the Sam. teeth. They they're got, more they than armed. They're military armed and trained, most of them nowadays. Three three eighty pistols. They're they're carrying rocket propelled grenades. I mean, and they have they, high they level comms have, too. They, they absolutely. They got better communications than than probably the the Texas militia has, or not just the militia. They're all of their you know, Lone Ranger guys. I don't know what they call them. They're the Rangers, aren't they? Anyway, yeah, yeah they probably got better comm than anybody. All right. At, so when you have that going on. And then you have mixed to that 25 different states. So here's the headline, just so you guys can get clear where it's from, so you don't think I'm talking out of turn. 25 states with Republican governors sign letter supporting Texas in border control fight, USA Today. Okay? Just so you know where it comes from. Okay, and I'm saying to you, you put the, all these different 25 states, sending people, part of them are National Guard. You start having citizens go because they're part of the convoy. You have feds. You have 
state reps, you have out-of-state people from other states, you have individuals going, you have the cartels there, you have the drug and the, and the sex trafficking of, of, of humans, and you, know, you have all this going on down there. You have farmers and people that own their own land that don't want anybody on their property, and they're armed, and I'm just telling you right now, you are creating this cacophony of, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> intentionally created missteps. Would you join this convoy? Convoy? I would not. When we come back, let's talk about what the real solutions are. What should we be doing instead, shall we? We'll do it on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Former President Trump is promising to appeal the $83 million in damages ordered by a jury for writer E. Jean Carroll. The New York jury announced the verdict against Trump on Friday. Trump attorney Alina Habas spoke shortly thereafter. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. And I just want to remind you all of one thing. I will continue with President Trump to fight for everybody's First Amendment right to speak. Everybody's a right to defend themselves when they are wrongfully accused. Trump called the ruling, quote, absolutely ridiculous on his Truth Social account. He claimed the legal system is being used as a weapon against him. Three U.S. service members killed and an additional 25 wounded over the weekend at an American base in Jordan in a drone attack launched by Iranian-backed militias. That's according to the White House, which says U.S. officials are considering options for a response now. It's unclear if they plan to release any other details. Negotiations in the U.S. Senate on a new border bill are ongoing. One of the people involved with those talks is U.S. Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut, a Democrat. He explained why he favors the efforts underway to find bipartisan compromise on the immigration issue. We are going to pass legislation which would be the biggest bipartisan reform of our border and immigration laws in 40 years. On the campaign trail over the weekend, President Biden vowed to shut down the border if Congress gives him the authority to do it. Bipartisan bill would be good for America and help fix our broken immigration system and allow speedy access for those who deserve to be here. And Congress needs to get it done. President Biden campaigns in South Carolina ahead of the Democrat primary in that state. Super Bowl 58 is now set. The reigning champion Kansas City Chiefs will defend their title against the NFC San Francisco 49ers. This is USA News. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. The six-piece towels that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and they have a 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set of MyPillow towels, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. 
As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ, the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right. Happy to have you along, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley together. Dr. Scott Bradley's website, freedomsrisingsun.com. Uh, we talk about a lot of constitutional issues and questions and all this kind of stuff along the way for the broadcast, obviously, because it's so important. But you know what? You can check out Dr. Bradley's weekly webinars, and you can literally have your own, I don't know what you want to call it, Q&A on the Constitution, if you will. And you can truly you know, find out and ask questions and learn about what the proper remedies for these problems are. These problems are serious. And if we're not very careful, it's going to spill into a civil war or a government crackdown or an, uh, an invasion mixed with pushback-type war. Uh, none of this stuff is good. None of it. So the problems being brought up by all these groups and factions and people are really the true problems. The bottom line is the federal government, general government under Joe Biden and team, has been derelict in their duty, and they've created a crisis, an invasion. It's a national security concern, so everyone should be appropriately concerned. But what I want to term the rightful remedy is what we need to chase here. We need to look at the rightful remedy and say, what should we be doing? So let's start with we the people, because we're the ones in charge. We're the top, right? What should we be doing? And in my opinion, we should be using every means to press our public officials into doing what is right on this thing. Politely, the message is you need to stand up for this. Stop this national security crisis that's been created. Hold people accountable for this. And if you do, we back you. And if you don't, we will find somebody else who will. So we need to make our displeasure known and going to the to the border and 
and having a big old tailgate party and whatever you want to peacefully do. Spend your money elsewhere. Preserve your cash and make your influence known through social media, uh, through radio talk shows, through calling your members of Congress and putting pressure on them, creating town hall meetings to focus on this. There are local peaceful ways you can absolutely move the needle on this. By our greater numbers, shall we show our appropriate peaceful displeasure and point to the solutions, doctor. So that's what I submit to you that the people should be doing at every level. Your thoughts? Oh, ab- absolutely. But but this is not a beer hall pooch, you know, where the everybody gets together, they drink a bunch of beer, they go out and rally in the streets and all this kind of stuff. That's what they're encouraging to have happen. That happened in, you know, the Weimar Germany, and that's how Hitler came to power, and that's what the Bolsheviks did to bring about their thing. This is not the way that's to be done. But, yes, indeed, the people need to let their voices be heard but you don't go out okay, throwing I, rocks to be. I heard. need to let my sheriff on the local level know and my and my city council, my county commission. You say, well, Sam, they don't have any authority in this. Yes, they do. They can put extra pressure. So if enough people in a given county put pressure on their local county officials and then the local county officials starts to apply pressure as well, then you do so at the state level. Then you do so at the general level. And you can make your feelings known, ladies and gentlemen, 100,000 Americans believe it or not, can make a huge difference from the comfort of their own home. Now, I know some would say, well, Sam, you're just talking about the kitchen militia. That doesn't get anything done. You're just talking about, you know, let's write a petition. Let's, we're beyond that, Sam, is what they'll tell me. And my response is, you're only beyond that because you don't understand the supreme law of our land. And you don't understand the checks and balances. And you don't understand that the founding fathers gave us some incredible leverage peacefully speaking that can change the game and it's because of our greater numbers it's because of our representative republic so you put pressure on these people all from the local level indeed and you can have events locally and have you know your public officials meet you and be accountable and hear from the citizens and that's the one thing that we've really not done whenever we have a meeting it's the we hear from the politicians garbage right no no, no. we need you congressman we need you senator We need you, county commissioner. We need you, county sheriff. We need you, city official, to sit down and listen to us. We demand change with regards to these psychotic, unconstitutional, immoral, national security threat um, problems on the border. We expect something to be done. You say, well, I'm in a county that's not a border county. I can't do anything, Sam. Yeah, you can. You can put tremendous pressure. Okay, 25 states writing a letter to the general government saying, look, we back Texas. This is wrong. Texas has the right to defend their border. That's a huge step in the right direction. Now, all it needs is mojo and backing from the American people, and our greater numbers shall prevail. All right, now, what should the general government be doing? Because there's three branches here, doctor, and this is worth exploration. The president's derelict in his duty and should be impeached over this. He has no authority to, to literally um, in, in, instigate and or facilitate an invasion on our southern border. That is criminal. That is an insurrection. And he needs to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. First impeached, and then that impeachment needs to be, go to the Senate and be confirmed. And then, hey, he's out of office if they push. And then, hey, we need to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law for criminal activity on the border. Okay, this is what needs to be done, and they can do it. And the checks and balances are the key to the exercise here. But it's all peacefully done, and it's all following the rule of law. Dr. Bradley, go ahead. Well, right now, you've heard on the news lately about Mayorkas, uh, the guy that has the border responsibility. Of course, I don't know about what Kamala's doing now right now, probably 
having a cup of coffee this morning in her slippers and bathrobe. I don't know. But at any rate, um, she's supposed to be the, the border czar, right? But this thing with Mayorkas needs to be expedited through the Congress, sent to the Senate. The man needs to be removed from his job. Kamala and, um, and Joe need to be impeached. This stuff about, uh, it's all interesting noise about Hunter Biden's laptop and everything like this and this idea of influence peddling and bribery and extortion and all this kind of, yeah, yeah, okay, they are, but absolutely, unequivocally, totally and completely, this border thing is a violation of the oath of office. You know, you can read an article, too, about the president shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. Congress has created laws about immigration. Those laws are absolutely being ignored by the president and his administration. Those are impeachable flaws that need to be followed through on. Congress needs to jump up and down on this thing. We need to quit dinking around with all these little, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired of everybody saying that things are happening, but they never are. You get your daily, almost probably, Sam, request from some congressman or senator that says, send me 20 bucks and I'll make sure that we, um, you know, we press forward with making the administration obey the laws. Come on, guys, they already have that authority. You can read about it in Article 1 of the Constitution. Congress and they don't need extra money. All they need is mojo and the willingness to take action. And this is the thing. You had Mike, um, whatever his name is, Mike Johnson, lead a whole contingent of Congress down to the border. They've seen firsthand. But what action has been taken since then? As far as I can tell, nothing but a piece of legislation that's going to give amnesty to a bunch of illegals uh, and not really move the needle at all in terms of protecting the border. It'll be the Ronald Reagan-esque, we're going to just give everybody carte blanche citizenship, and then we're going to pretend to start over. And then in 30 years, we're going to have the same crisis we had before because we're not really creating or crafting an appropriate immigration policy. These are the problems. And so I submit to you that Congress has an obligation to demand the president do something by law. All they got to do is create a law that says this. The president of the United States will use everything within his power to protect our border from foreign invasion. Boom. And if he doesn't do it, take action. Well, they fall with impeachment. Back in the 50s, Eisenhower, for all of his flaws, he had an approach. He went to the people and says, all you guys that are here illegally, go home. If you don't, we're going to send you home. And so get yourself rounded up on your own and get back home, or we're going to come round you up and send you home. And he did it, and they did it. It was a follow. It was a, a push, and uh, you push one button, and it has an outcome. And that's what Eisenhower did. Now you come along with the Teddy Kennedys of the world that uh, that wanted to have all this open immigration stuff, and it works for some years. In '86, um, uh, the Congress passes this amnesty, Bravo Sierra, and and Reagan signs it. Millions more were awarded citizenship than what they thought was going to be. They knew that if we did an amnesty once, we're going to do it again. Comprehensive immigration law today means we give a uh, ollie ollie oxen free amnesty to everybody and say it'll never happen again. No, they knew it happened in 86. It's going to happen again. It's just that now we've got 30, 40 million. I don't know how many million it is. There and and you say, oh no, that's a really high number. No, it was 12 million 25 years ago. That's what they were admitting. And if you think that two million can come in every year and still be 12 million or 15 millions, you're wrong. This is a huge issue, and everybody's got to go home. No amnesty, 
There's no, there's no saying, well, yeah, but they, these people were born here. No, no. Their family brought them here illegally. Send them and their family home. There's no DACA stuff, you know, this uh, uh, Dreamers Act kind of thing. Uh, everybody goes home. If you're not here legally, you go home. Go get in line. If, if we have to send you home, you'll have at least a 10-year delay before you can apply again. You know, you, you put a little teeth in it and say, if we have to catch you and send you home, and maybe you're banned for life, but if we send you home... Go ahead and skip home, the break. If we send you home, you're not coming back. I mean, there has to be something like that. If you go home on your own and go apply through the process, we're going to give some consideration to your application. But there's there no question. And there's ways to have teeth in it. There's ways to be fair and appropriate if we really focus on that. But one of the other things that need to be done, the Congress needs to create a law that says president, you know, or, or, uh, resolution, whatever you want to call it. We're going to impeach you if you don't get control of this border immediately. We are. And I would give him a, a you know, pardon the pun, a shot across the bow to say, are you going to fly right or not? I'd give him a chance because that's the order of things. Right. Um, but then I would take swift action. And prosecute the president to the fullest extent of the law for his abuses. We now have a national security crisis. How many terrorist cells are in America now? We have no idea. All right. Now, sending everybody to the border, I believe, is nothing but a chaos plan. It's a disaster plan. The remedy is, or I'm sorry, the, the cause is just, but the remedy is all wrong. We need a rightful remedy here. So Congress needs to take action. Uh, the states can take serious action. The governors of given states need to say, listen, there are no sanctuary cities or counties that is nothing but a lie. It's illegal, and we are not going to back illegal activity. Okay, What they try to do is make it a sanctuary city as if it's somehow a special privilege they have or authority they have against the illegality taking place. That's not true. It's criminal activity to have sanctuary cities. And so we need governors to start to stand up and say, listen, there's no sanctuary here. I'm telling you that right now. <clears throat> and we the people need to back this. It's not a racial discussion. It's a legal discussion versus illegality. And the illegality is creating the crisis on the border now. It's illegal activity we're targeting here, not people or race or creed or color or ethnicity at all. It's illegal versus legal. That's the discussion. And we need to be very clear about what we want. We want the law to be upheld. And whether it's Joe ignoring it or a city ignoring it, from top to bottom, this criminal activity must stop. And the only one that can affect such a change is we the people putting pressure on our representation and then for the representation to take appropriate constitutional action. There is no better way. Now, I know it sounds slow and methodic, but it's intentionally that way, doctor. Well, again, it should have started decades ago, but let, let me. Of there's, some, there's another little mix in this thing right now, and I, 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 I'm sorry, Sam, I can't help but do this. There are some very senior religious leaders at this very moment are saying, oh, God doesn't recognize borders. And I don't believe that. Is, I know, Sam, but hear me out for just a second. God does recognize borders. And, and let's, let's just talk about this for a moment or two. You have these people that are playing the woke card that are saying, oh, God, <laughs> God loves everybody. He's going to put them all in. And it's okay if they migrate back and forth and everything's good. You know, first of all, the realities of, of the political process in the world is you can't be a nation if you do that. But, but let's just talk about God for a minute. Does God have borders? He says, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Oh, God's kingdom has immigration rules. 
You've got to do certain things to get in that kingdom, okay? And then no unclean thing can enter the kingdom of God. Okay, now wait, wait, wait. So if you have sin, you can't in. Okay, now I'm not going to try and decide who fits the sin thing or not like that. But in the scriptures, it absolutely says definitively, if you're going to go into God's realm, you've got to be baptized and have the Spirit descend upon you, and you've got to you, you got to clean up your act, okay? I'm not going to try and define what that all is right now. But God does have borders. God recognizes borders. God has them in his eternal realm. And for nations to be able to survive, they have to be able to protect, defend their borders. They have to be able to make those definitions. And if God can do it, and these religious leaders in their pontification are saying, oh, God doesn't have any borders, We've got to love all mankind. Yeah, love them all. But there are certain realities that need to be recognized in our mortal existence. And if you have military-age men, millions of them, coming into your country from the Middle East, from south of the border, from Asia, and I'm not going to point out all countries, but right now, for example, China. Yeah, I'll, I'll point out China. China's chapped because we sailed a ship through the Formosa Straits the other day. And they say it's a very provocative move you're doing. Wait, wait, wait. We have tens and tens and tens of thousands of Chinese military-aged young men, healthy, strong, vigorous. Maybe they're not carrying AK-47s, but they know where to pick them up when they need them, all that kind of stuff, that have invaded our, invaded our country. The same could be said about all the communists that are coming in, all of the, all of the people that say, oh my goodness, we're coming in from Syria or wherever. We got, we've made so many enemies all across the world. We're the biggest exporter of violence in the world. We killed somebody's little brother or big brother or whatever in some drone attack or some tomahawk attack or whatever. These people are chapped to the core. And I just think, you know, I'm always a history guy and I go back and I look at what happened in Utah in 1949. In Utah, 1949, Brigham Young turned the people in a given area loose and said, "Hey guys, you got to go take these. It's a Timpanogos clan out. You got to go do it, do it." And they went in and they wiped out a bunch of Native Americans. And there was a little boy there, teenager, and he ended up. This was 49, okay, in in uh, 65, 1865. So we're, we're talking a few years later. He's grown up. He's a man. He had a burning vengeance in his heart against those people that killed his clan. He led a war against the same people, the Mormons, if you will, that did that in Utah. This stuff happens generationally. And if we think we can go all over the world and bomb the blazes out of everybody, whether it's the Houthi or the... I don't care who you're going to talk about. Shi'i, Sunni, whoever your enemy is at this moment, you're building blowback. And and these people are coming in our country by the millions. And and it's like, holy cow. We don't think we're going to get blowback. Everybody needs to go home. Everybody just needs to go home. And that's the problem is that, that we don't have a government with any backbone that's going to do that. And it needs to happen. So God has borders. We can too. And quit well, and I submit to you nonsense. the borders create peace and stability in nations. And that's what we really need because, look, there's private property at stake here. There are all kinds of issues at stake here that we need to consider. To have the drug cartels or the sex traffickers or whatever else controlling 
uh, America. Now they say the cartels operate in all 50 states. So, folks, this is the problem. We need to really get a handle on this. And there's peaceful ways to do it through the supreme law of our land. Okay, the governor's finally realized now that Texas has taken a stand that this is serious. Why didn't Texas take a stand when Joe started doing this? When did Joe start doing this? Three years ago? Right? The problem is that the, we just are not responding. We get there in our sitting on our in a thoughtless stupor upon our thrones, and then what we want and, to do is respond with an over response, creating mayhem. Okay, it's kind of like Americans who are patriots who want to go to a civil war. Now they think that's the only choice left: secede and go to civil war. Well, they're crazy. They've missed all these proper role of government responses that we could have that could unify the people, that could roll back tyranny. You got to go down the right road, people. I get the problem, and I get the frustration, I get the anger, and I get, but don't let it spill over in a nonsensical uh, abuse. One, two wrongs don't make it right. Don't add insult to injury here. Take a step back and say, constitutionally, using the supreme law of our land, taking the moral high ground, what are the ways to rein in this catastrophe or this violation of the law by Joe and others? How do you rein this in but use the supreme law of our land to get that done. It's fairly easy if you follow the plan, doctor. The remedies, the rightful remedies are in our supreme law and in the checks and balances of our nation. They're not in going to the border and creating a, a, a crisis that really ends up being its own crisis, right? It doesn't even solve the problem, but it just creates another crisis on top of the current crisis we already have is all it's going to do. You know, uh, there were... Uh, some of these people have been in jail for since 2020. They were on the January 6th thing, okay? Well, not 2020, 2021. They, January 6th, 2021 is when it was. Some of these people have been in jail for years now. I mean, it's kind of like habeas corpus doesn't have anything to do with anything anymore and all these kind of things. But the fact of the matter is these people's lives have been absolutely destroyed. And that was the very, very shall I say, gentle thing that happened in comparison to what could happen on the border. And again, the, the bad people want an overt revolution. Like I say, that's how the Bolsheviks come into power. That's how the, the Nazis came into power. That, you know, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, all of these guys use this disruptive kind of tactic. They stir the pot enough until they, they have a big good reason to come down on the head with a big hammer. And, and what we're talking about here is way ahead of that in terms of how the response needs to be. The governors, the state legislators, you the people, you get in touch with your senators, your congressmen. Let's, let's stop this nonsense of dragging our feet. Let's fix this. Let's impeach Mayorkas, remove him from office. Let's impeach Joe Biden and Kamala, remove them from office. Oh, I don't know if Johnson would be a good president or not now that I think about it with all of his... Uh, stuff that's going on that's another discussion we're almost out of time <laughs> but the fact of the matter is there is a process to follow but we the people have got to start paying attention and quit worrying about it. i heard yesterday there's a super bowl coming up in a couple of weeks i didn't even know about it but but somebody mentioned that to me and and i'm going really bread and circuses that's all you care about and we've got an invasion going on. Millions of people are invading our country every single year. And, and the, the, the debt situations, the, the abuse with tyranny, the uh, mandates that go out from government that have no authority, all of these things 
people need to say, no, wait, no, no, this, this isn't what it was. The national government has limits and bounds. It has duties to perform. And, and if it's derelict in those duties, we need to hold them accountable, and there are ways within the supreme law of the land to ensure that occurring peacefully. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to be very clear. I get that the cause is just, but we need to discuss rightful remedies. So people say, Sam, do you support and will you participate in this convoy? And the answer is absolutely not. I encourage everyone to stay as far away from this as they possibly can. Uh, It speaks of a government provocateur agenda so they can get the people riled up to make mistakes so then they can take action and crack down even further. Uh, They will single out patriots if you're not very careful and prosecute them wrongfully for peaceful actions and and it'll be all mixed up and, and, and the government will just basically have selective enforcement. All the criminals will run free and all the good guys will be uh, harassed and put in jail and everything else. Back away from this and look at your supreme law of the land and find ways to peacefully work on solutions here that can put pressure on our elected officials to do the right thing. And you say, Sam, we're past that. No, we're not. You want to get past that. So do your enemies. Because what they want to do is they want to take it out of the constitutional realm and have it become, instead of a peaceful domestic discussion or work through, they want it to be war. Because when it's war, then they don't have to obey all the constitutional rules of checks and balances and due process. And they'll just call you a war criminal, a domestic combatant, a domestic threat or whatever. And now you're off to the races where you have no rights. That's where they want to go. Be wise enough not to let them do that. The final word's yours, doctor. Well, okay, in 2021, excuse me, 2001, when they did the Patriot Act and all this kind of stuff, all this terrorist thing, they said, okay, we're going to put a big thing about terrorism together. What they found, there wasn't any terrorism. And so they started looking domestically. they got to have places to spend the money. So they've shifted into the domestic terrorism. If they can create a world that has that in, they got buckets full of money they can throw against that. They have done this purposely and by plan and don't be a dupe for it. Don't be a patsy. Don't get stuck in this. Let's follow the Constitution and get it done right. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. That is our humble plea. And if anybody disagrees, you know what? We can have a discussion about it if you like. But I'm telling you right now, this is disaster in the making. It will not go well. I don't approve of it. I stand against it. Let's make it very clear so we can play that in court should they decide we're somehow involved, huh? All right, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. Thank you, Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsizingsun.com. God save the republic. <laughs>